TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 389, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific uh-huh. University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Thanks, guys, for showing up. And this week in the news, I have that Paul Rudd will headline a new comedy for Netflix called Living With Yourself which apparently he will be living with himself. Um, in the live-action Doom Patrol, Jovian Wade will star as Cyborg. And... Cyborg? Yes. Oh. There's no Cyborg in Doom Patrol. Well, apparently there is, because they've cast There's someone sh- to play Cyborg. Huh, I bet you he's playing Robot Man. Well, it says Cyborg in the article, and it has a little picture of Cyborg. So, Which, oh, jeez. They're just messing <laughs> stuff up, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Queen Sugar has been renewed for season four on on the OWN Network with a new showrunner. And, Tom, you have more news, though I will say there's not that much news this week. Yeah, it was kind of a sparse week. Uh, from Showtime, two items. Homeland is going to end with season eight. About freaking time. Mercy. And then... On the positive side, they've greenlit a Hedy Lamar miniseries with Gal Gadot from the executive producer of The Affair. And for people who didn't watch Timeless Season 2, most people don't know Hedy Lamar was an inventor. And she actually invented a uh, a frequency-shifting device that could be used to diffuse radio-controlled torpedoes. So that could be really cool. Oh, definitely. And I think Gal Gadot is a great, great choice for her. And she's awesome. And then finally, Apple has ordered a Charlie Day, Rob McElhaney comedy set in the video game development studio. I'm so Apple ordering all these series and we haven't seen anything yet. So I want to know how are we going to watch our Apple series? The end. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Preacher. And as much as I ranted about Preacher last week, this episode was better. Um, mainly because, from my perspective, things happened, things moved. We are now... We, well, we didn't kidnap Jesse, but he got picked up by the Messiah people, and they're going to go do battle with the bishop or whoever that guy is, the All-Father. The All-Father, all father, whatever his name is. So now it's like an inner war thing that they drop Jesse in without giving him the cliff notes of who's on what side and what's going on. So he has to figure that out while apparently being shot at. And I'm just like, just give him his little tiny bit of his soul back so he can have a voice and we can finish this. I'm tired of him not having the voice. I really, I didn't realize how much I missed him having it until we've gone this whole season without him having it. And it bothers me. Um, and then we have the story of uh, Tulip and whatever the other chick's name is going on a mission together, which is hilarious. I think they should go on all missions together. They are really funny. I like the storyline with Cassidy and the other vampire, although I didn't really see that coming. That I kind of saw that coming. That was like, okay, he's like, not only he, not only is everything he's been doing like super, super evil, um, but I'm finding it a little bit difficult to understand why. It's just like, so he's just biting people, turning them, and then throwing them out in the sun so they roast. Because it's all about self-hate. He said all vampires are evil. So he's creating more vampires to kill them. I didn't have a problem with the logic of it. Uh, and I thought I thought that was much more likely than his all super peaceful mission of sending people all over the world to make the world a better place. Like, that sounded like a bunch of BS. Yeah, so, so that whole video montage we showed of the guy, like, going to Paris actually yeah. really didn't happen. Not at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. Uh, but I, I have to sense. say that I was 
I, I it makes sense, but I was kind of disappointed by it because it was just so I don't know. To me, it was very obvious because I was waiting from the time that I met his character for the other shoe to drop. Right. Because he seems like such a ridiculous cartoon that I'm I'm thinking, okay, everything he has to say it's has to be bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And and we're just waiting for for what the real story is. So when it it when it turned out to be what it was, it was like the whole way it was going. I went. Ah, I bet he's gonna kill her now, and the whole thing, and it, yeah, and it's like, oh, I, I was, I was almost begging the screen to surprise me and go in another direction, but uh, no. yeah, so, and that's why I haven't been interested in Cassidy's story at all, because I knew that I was like, this story is not gonna go anywhere interesting. Um, well, I thought the reason why they did it was to kind of. Um, like make Cassidy more of a formidable vampire, like you know, teach him. You know, yeah, but uh, he have, didn't learn any of the new powers. He you know, still have hasn't gained any of those new powers. Yeah, we kind of thought this was going to be like Jedi training, but it hasn't really happened yet. No. Not yet. It's just turned into a snuggle fest in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I was also disappointed, actually, that uh, you know they got me all excited that they were going to be bringing Eugene back and the gunfighter and all of that. And then the the whole storyline with them was just confined to the cold open. And once that was over, it was like, we didn't see them again. Yep. So I, I said that last I week. I find it very frustrating. <laughs> I find that very frustrating. Yeah, but I, I thought that they would actually give us something this week, you know, and they started to, and it looked like, oh, we're in for this now. And, and everything going on with Hitler was hilarious. And I, I figured, okay, more of this. He's and built, then it just stopped. Built, yeah, he's building a new Reich from a sandwich shop. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And going by the name David Hitler, nobody will know. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, was... Why did he go by Adolf? I just didn't understand that. Because <laughs> well, he's undercover. He doesn't want anyone to know who he is. Meantime, he still looks exactly the same and keeps going off on these, you know, crazy rants. So, yeah, but I just love that. He's employee of the month, too, which was even better. Um, but yeah, all of that was really funny and I wanted to see more and it just, it, they just stopped. That was not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, any other thoughts? Are you excited? Next week, the preview looks great. So I'm looking forward it to does. that. It does. It yeah. does. Uh, at least I hope this, it, it closes well. Go ahead. Yeah. What's going to happen with the grandma? She gets like an unlimited amount of souls. I don't, I, I I'm pretty sure they're going to try to figure out a way to kill her. They have no intention of giving her all those souls. I really, yeah. really doubt that. So, yeah, she would be pretty unstoppable if they did that. So that's stupid. Like, why would you give your arch nemesis everything he needs to be the most powerful he could ever be? Uh, So anyway, let's move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about succession. And when I say me, I mean people who actually watch it because apparently it had its season finale and you guys are happy about it. Yes. Uh, And what? I had issues with it. Okay. And yeah, I, and, and I, I know what I they are, and I agree. I ha- I have I was so bothered by it. I emailed Allison, so we 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 <laughs> corresponded back and forth. For me, the thing that ticked me off. Long story short, it's Shiv's wedding. The hostile takeover is supposed to proceed, and then they decide to have uh, Kendall sabotage himself. He basically connects with a uh, one of the uh, one of the catering staff to get him some drugs which you thought eh, bad idea but you know something's gonna go wrong and they do a twist on Chappaquiddick where the dude is high as a kite and Kindle has indulged a little bit and they get in the car wreck and they go off a bridge into the water and Kindle tries very meekly to rest get the guy out fails and then the kid dies. The car yeah. sinks. Oh wait! Okay. And basically, Kindle, Kindle, Kindle plays it off and thinks he's gotten away with it. And guess what? Turns out that Dad knows all about it. And basically says, "All will be forgiven if he dro- drops the stupid hostile. You know, if he drops the hostile t- takeover, everything will be covered, and he can be welcomed back into the fold." And blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh come on!" You just spoiled like a season's worth of plotting. Yeah, and Kendall folds a quad- like a deck of cards. Yeah, and the Chappaquiddick thing, it's not a matter of being too soon. It was just tacky. 
Yeah, I no, mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, and especially because it was so predictable. It's like the whole time that they're they're driving off in the car. I mean, as soon as he said, okay, well, let's drive off to here, I'm going, oh, no, no, no. Oh, there. and as soon, as soon as you notice that Kendall's not, you know, paying attention to the road, mm-hmm. which, dude, you're in another country having to drive on the other side of the highway in a car, you know, you're in Britain. Pay attention to what the heck you're doing. And he... He narrowly misses hitting a deer and instead takes the car off over the embankment into the water, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, you guys kind of suck. And you are now on probation for season two. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, they were doing so well up until that. Yeah, I was totally digging the show. There's so much else about that episode that actually worked fantastically. There was uh, the whole thing that they were doing with Roman where he sees the result of his his rocket launch. And I I mean, this this whole thing just blows up in this giant explosion on the pad as he's looking at this on his phone. And then he just goes and washes his hands and pretends like nothing's happened. Um, And all of that was great. And the the interaction, I think, between uh, Tom and Shiv when they're discussing, you know, what is really happening with their relationship and, you know, sexually what's going on. All of that was, was brilliant and fantastically done. And everything with Kendall was great right up until the moment that the show decided inexplicably to set the reset button. No, literally, like Allison was saying, everything was great until they decided to take Kendall's storyline literally over a cliff. I see what you did there. All right, wrapping up, are you guys going to watch for season two? That is the question. Oh, They're yeah. on probation. They're on probation. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I agree. I agree with I understand that totally. But the thing is, Succession entertained me so much this year that I'm willing to, to forgive them for that and, and and try to see if there was you know a real rational reason for why they pulled back so fast on on that you know train of a storyline okay all right next up we're gonna talk about better call Saul and this was a season four premiere and wow I think they came out of the box in a great order me and me and greg have talked about this but i will actually just talk about the overall plot and then we can talk about the specifics which is that uh last time we left the brother what is the brother's name chuck Uh, yeah thank you chuck 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 had killed himself and uh this is the fallout this is basically how his death affects everyone and how they move forward and then with Mike's storyline, it was him officially now working for, oh, I forgot, is it, um, yes. no, she's working for, yeah, she's working, Madrigal. He's working for Madrigal, that's the, working for the company Madrigal, but yes, he's working for Gus, but it's all of that and how that's all playing out, and, um, and I like that Mike wanted to see how airtight the cover was. For the companies, he just walks in and starts to acting like he's in charge. It's fantastic. Uh, so I really liked Mike's storyline, and I really liked uh, with the Chuck storyline how everybody is kind of blaming themselves until the very end, where uh, Jimmy was like, uh, "Oh, it's your fault." Okay, cool. Anybody wants to coffee? Howard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you, I can stop blaming think? myself. I can yeah. stop feeling bad. Exactly. Bye. Peter Gould, who co-created the show with Vince Gilligan, wrote the season premiere. And these guys are just so freaking good. It's like, this is pretty much about as good as television gets. Right, right. And the way that, the way that everything unfolded, that Jimmy, you know, the, it, it basically picks up exactly where it left off. Uh, in, in, the, in the present day slash past day storyline. But... Um, just oh man it's i really felt kind of upset with jimmy for letting howard take the blame for everything yeah me it's too. like really really come on dude <laughs> <laughs> you know like all the crap you pulled didn't contribute to this and granted the two of you were you know were like prototypical you know or archetypal brothers cain and abel jacob and esau etc but you should have a little bit of remorse, and he well, just—he does. But I mean, he does. I, I think that 
when um, Howard yeah. said what he did, he was like, oh, you mean I don't have to feel all this pain right now? Okay, I'm going to take this out. And so I think he literally just grabbed onto that. And I don't think that makes him a terrible person. I think it makes him human because if anybody had the choice of, you know, feeling overwhelming guilt or not, I mean, I can see the temptation of taking the out for that. So I'm, I'm not mad at him. I get it. Yeah, I, I think, in fact, he's still kind of... I, I, I think that as as happy as he looks, it's still just another form of shock. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's really fully processed all of what's going on. And this is just his way of getting out from under the the really massive weight of guilt that he was loading onto himself before. And, you know, Jimmy being Jimmy, who, you know, he, he just sort of over, overdoes with everything. Um, he just overcompensates in the other direction. Right. So I don't have a problem with that. Go ahead. I, I have, have a, I have a, oh, go ahead. I have a question for everybody. The opening episode or the, the teaser for the episode or cold opening that seems like the longest bit we've seen of post Breaking Bad uh, Cinnabon song. Yeah, right. I was just. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But I love the way they created suspense with just the little things. Yeah, the little mm-hmm. like Albuquerque air freshener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to a friend who was talking to another friend. <laughs> evidently, <laughs> evidently, the actor who plays the taxi driver is a fairly prominent actor. So on some of the message boards, it's like, why are they going to cast such a prominent actor for just a throwaway sequence? And more important, important, who's after, who's still after Jimmy in the post break or, or saw in the post breaking bad, you know, there was a reason that he, that he got a witness protection, which is he rolled. Oh, it's, it's, it's not witness protection. No, he just ran. He ran. Oh, I thought Remember, he had witness was that... protection. Yeah, if he no. had witness protection, he wouldn't be so scared. That's why he has no real ID and and everything else because it's not witness protection. It's just Jimmy on the run. Oh, and I, that... I thought that he because I remember they were having a discussion about nope. go, doing witness protection, and Jimmy was like packing his stuff up, and he was like, I, "I'm I'm out of here. I'm taking the deal." I thought he took a deal. Was, nope. It was the it was the number he called of the he had offered it to somebody else in Breaking Bad. Oh, it's that said, van if, that shows up and makes if you, you call this yeah. number. That's what he took. Oh right, and they make you disappear. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm yeah, I love this show. It's probably one of my favorite. Well, definitely my favorite on right now in summer. <laughs> uh, Greg, your comments before we move on. Yeah, um, pretty much ditto. I was just kind of wondering, uh, you know, why they spent so long with that post-Breaking Bad bit. Um, You know, I like the tie-ins. I mean, because we, you know, we get to see how Hector Salamanca, you know, ends up in the wheelchair, um, you know, because he's he's apparently had a really massive stroke. Um, But this really long sequence of, you know, Jimmy, you know, uh, passing out, going to the hospital, everything. I, I was just kind of wondering if it's teasing... You know, another series or that maybe Better Call Saul might do like some sort of like time jump uh, once they reach the Breaking Bad timeline. I, I wasn't really sure. Well, they might do a time not, jump, yeah, but I don't think they're it's not going to do a new series. That wrap up the show. Yeah. Yeah. I just think and, that's the end of the line for Jimmy. Yeah. We're getting yeah. closer to it. And um, Nacho. <laughs> He's been a bad mm. boy. Well, the thing is, he didn't do what he was planning to do. No, but he, no, but he did give him the pills, or he did. Yeah, he did give him the pills. He did. Yeah. So he did I do what he, he planned did. to do. No, 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 no. He was he switching them. No, he was switching them back because his whole thing was he gave him the fake pills so that when he had right. a heart issue, he took a fake pill that did nothing, which is what caused him to go into a stroke because he I thought he right. abandoned But when they the when they find the pills on him later when you know when he's taken to the hospital and they look at his pills Hello? it would be the correct pills. Right, he flipped he switched them back. Right. Right. I thought he chickened down in the season finale last year. No, no. No. No, he totally it totally huh. worked. Which was okay. why he was throwing the fake pills off the bridge. Well, he and got caught hope, at it. 
Yeah. He better hope that it's Gus who's monitoring the situation, not anybody else. Otherwise, he's screwed. Yeah. I think this season has been really, really, has started off to a really, really great start. And I can't wait to see what they have coming up next. So I'm in for this season. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Carter, uh, which is a show that I didn't know was a thing. But apparently Tom says it's a thing. Go ahead, Tom. It's a thing. I happened to see an ad for it. I'm like, I've seen no publicity for the show. It's a new show on WGN. See if this sounds familiar. A former television detective goes back to his hometown and partners with the female cop that he grew up with. I mean, except, it's... except that in Castle, they didn't know each other before they got partnered. Right. And, and they just ripped off Castle with this other show they've got with Rachel Bilson and Eddie Cibrian. But to its, uh, to its credit, the lead is Jerry O'Connell, and the female lead is Sidney Poitier, as in the daughter of the legendary Sidney Poitier. It's, it's, it's breezy fun. I was kind of like, I, I, I had very low expectations, but it was relatively smart. It's got a good supporting cast. And in a fun twist, the actor's actually from Canada, so the show is set in Canada. Mm-hmm. So okay. we get to see some of so in some, instead our of favorite Canadian actors. I was going to say, and instead of pretending that we're in like New York or somebody, we're like we're really instead in of Canada. a Canadian, yeah, yeah, instead of a Canadian actor pretending he's from New York and shooting in Canada, yeah, yeah. But it, it's fun. I don't know if I'll go back to the well instantly, but if you're bored on a Tuesday evening, I can recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and at the very end, they announced that. Evidently, his mother disappeared when he was a kid, when he was a teenager. So that's kind of like the big, more serious arc story. He's got kind of like a murder board oh, in his house. That one, they flipped it. Uh, the castle, it was her the, the father. No, it was her father that got her father. That's that right. They had to track down. So, right. yes. So they did a twist. It's a twisty thing. Imitation is the sincerest form of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap that up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Lodge 49. And I didn't see it. So, Allison, <laughs> since you're the only one who watched it, what do you think? Uh... <laughs> what? Um, what is that? It's Yeah, it's 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 there. Um, it's about an hour long. Uh, it's, it's I watched it because, you know, the commercials made it look like it was going to be kind of quirky and funny and cute and you know slightly surreal and it it makes waves in that direction but it never really actually goes there it's it's not as cute and adorable as it thinks it is and the lead certainly is not as cute and adorable as he thinks he is so are you Uh, saying it's not the big lebowski it is not it's trying to be in kind of a weird way but it's it's it just doesn't make it. And part of the reason I think is that uh, the lead character who is aptly named Dud, um, he, he's just, he's boring. He is such a loser to a m- much more of an extent than, um, than the, the character in the big Lebowski was to that, that you just can't, you can't like him in any way. He's not just, you know, super laid back and just lazy. He's, he's, he's actually, you know, lazy to the point of being homeless and like breaking into places to stay, you know, and things like that. And he's, he just doesn't seem to have any real motivation for much of anything um, except to, to have his, you know, to, to live life like he, he did when he was a little kid, which isn't really much of an emot- a motivation for an adult to have. And, you know, he gets involved with this lodge because he finds their, one of their rings uh, one of their member rings on the beach. And it's just, it's not terribly interesting. The characters that we've been in, introduced to so far are, you know, they're they're trying to be quirky and weird and funny, and they, they're just not all that great. It's it, it feels like it's trying to be a show that the producers and writers have seen done before, but don't quite know how to manage making themselves. So I can't say that I recommend watching this. <laughs> All right, then. So mm-hmm. no for Lodge 49. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Center. And we wa- we talked about this last week. Uh, did anybody else watch it other than me? 
season two? Yeah, I oh, I saw it, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, what I really like about the second episode is, like, as soon as the mom, who I'm assuming is the mom, they've, never, they've not done a genetic test or whatever, but uh, when she finally gets to talk to him, she whispers something in his ear. We don't know what it is, but it's like his personality just kind of flips. He goes yeah. from being kind of terrified uh, in a corner, not being able to speak, to to like being smarter than his years. He gets really calm and just he's like, "Oh, you're trying to manipulate me into doing this. I won't do that." Like I was like, "Who are you?" Uh, and he 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 all of a sudden becomes like ten years older, and I like the subtlety of the actor in that he could flip like that. I thought that was interesting. I have no idea. And it makes me wonder, what the heck did she say to him? Uh, and I also like that they are maneuvering. Well, it feels good and bad, because, but I understand why they're doing it, which is they're keeping the mom from getting custody back of her son since she lost it in that sort of weird situation where he didn't. nobody knew who his parents were. And they're trying to keep her from getting custody back of him because, one, they don't know if the situation he was in caused him to flip out and kill people because they don't know if he was abused or what's going on. And because there's so many unanswered questions, they're trying to keep him in their custody, you know, as much as they can. But I like where the story's going, and and especially I like that the cop, her background is she's already sort of semi-infiltrated this cult, and she's terrified of them. And you kind of want to know, like, well, why? What the heck? What's going on with that? So, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm definitely in. I, I'm very curious. What did you guys think? Um, I, I liked the episode a lot. And there was a lot. I, I like the fact that they're, we're getting more and more information. They're not dragging it out too terribly badly. Um, we're, you know, the, like you said, the switchover in the kid's personality was very effective and really creepy and kudos to the kid who who plays julian who's doing just a spectacular job with what is really a very difficult role for someone his age and um the the cult as it was presented is suitably spooky um i'm interested in finding out what happened to the cop's girlfriend um, you know, she, it, you know, she just thinks she sort of faded into this cult, but there's, they drop little hints that something much worse is going on there. And it's possible that she actually, you know, might've even been sacrificed. You know, when they walk into that, uh, when she walks into that altar like area and we see this agents of shield like model. I know. I thought the same thing. I thought, the same I, was thing. I thought, you know, I thought, don't thing. get close. You'll get into the future. Um, another dimension yeah <laughs> it's like but and and clearly it's covered with blood which is um very uh, not terribly wonderful to find out um and and in fact it looked kind of fresh too which is even worse but all these things coming together are making the story more interesting and and i'm definitely definitely along for the ride uh greg your thoughts yeah, and I kind of thought even from episode one, you know, as we started getting more information that uh, I kind of got the feeling that maybe those t the two people were trying to run away from the cult. And um, and so and they were probably thinking, OK, we're going to run away from the cult and we're going to rescue this kid because this kid shouldn't be here. And he's um, you know, he's subject to all of this, you know, bad stuff and we want to rescue him. And so they. They take off probably at a moment's notice to try to, you know, get away and rescue the kid. And then the kid probably is what I'm guessing is, you know, in just an agent of, you know, the mom and, you know, was kind of set up to, you know, take out these folks so that they wouldn't end up, you know, blabbing whatever the horribleness is that's going on in the cult to, you know, somebody else. Right. Um, well, I would and, think they would have a better recovery plan if the plan was for the kid to kill them. They would have had a way to get the kid back quicker than that. I mean, they had a guy there, but the police were already there. I feel like, oh, they kind of screwed that up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I kind of agree because he looked like he was doing it against the, his will. Like when he was poisoning them, he didn't mm -hmm. look like he wanted to be poisoning them. Right. Uh, yeah. 
but definitely, uh, but definitely, I love the suspense. I mean, the the way they're, you know, I don't know whether it's the spooky music or the way they're just kind of you know teasing the story or what or what have you. But it's it's really uh, it's it's really an engaging show. So I'm 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 definitely enjoying uh, each week. All right. Uh, so thumbs up for the center. Keeps being definitely. Good. I like it. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Orange is the New Black. And when I say we, I mean you guys. This you both finished <laughs> the series. And now that you've finished uh, the season, what do you think? Okay, Allison, I think we're doing good cop, bad cop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be. I mean, okay. I, I didn't hate it, hate it. You go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so you can have the last word? Well, um... come on, guys. <laughs> you can both have the last word. Uh, no, I was, I, I don't care. Um, I, I did not hate this season there was a lot that that was good about it the you know the 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 various characters i'm still interested in although i miss a lot of the characters who they left behind and i i have to say i really didn't get into most of the new characters that they introduced with the exception of maybe daddy um and uh, you know i just i just feel like at this point the show has gotten so dark and even though it still has its moments of humor, there's just, it just feels so relentless. It's like I tune in and I feel like I'm beating myself up watching this because it's just an endless string of, of humiliations and, and danger and, and just, you know, physical, uh, you know, horrible things happening. Um, I just, it, it's just constant, you know, and, the, and they're, they're constantly being abused. The, the guards at this prison are even worse than the last one. The living conditions at this prison are worse than the last one. And, and their, their, uh, terms of being imprisoned are being extended mostly unfairly. Um, and, and it just goes on and on and on and on so that by the time it wrapped up and, the final episode really looks more like a series finale than a season finale. I had to go on online to see if it was in fact going to be the end. And it turns out it's not, there is another season, but I, I just felt like, you know, I'm torturing myself watching these women being tortured. And I, I, as even though I, like I said, there are some good things about this season and the performances as always are great. um, I just don't think I can tune in next year. I, I think I've just maxed out with with the show. All right, well, Greg, good cop, well, go for it. Yeah, good cop. So I, you know, and I think I mentioned this last week um, that I like the way they kind of, you know, breathe like some fresh life into the show because they kind of they they were able to change sets, you know, by having the whole riot and everyone going to uh, maximum security. They were to change sets. They've got the four different blocks, and so that gave them an opportunity to introduce you know, new uh, characters and, you know, to keep the storylines going. And I really like how, because when you introduce the new characters, then you can, you can go and you can do those flashbacks, you know, to find out like how they, you know, made it there, or how they got to prison. And, um, and we get to see, you know, Nancy McKeon, you know, of one day at a time fame. So it's, it's nice to see, you know, some, uh, some of the retro, uh, you know, actors, I'm in that. And I like the whole uh, storyline. You know, you got the battle of the two sisters um, and they're just trying to, you know, wreak havoc in the in the prison by getting, you know, all of the cell blocks to, like, kill each other. Um, And then basically when when it gets to the very end, um, they're the only ones that end up dying. Um, And the and the girls end up learning how to you know, at least temporarily during their, their kickball game, uh, put away their, their differences and realize that, you know, it's, it's much more, um, beneficial to, you know, to not want to kill each other and, you know, try to enjoy ourselves, you know, as much as you possibly can in this really bad situation. Um, and then you cross that with everything that's going on with tasty, and I just love the way they did, you know, they did Tasty's trial. Um, and then it's just whole thing is when they announced the verdict, it just went completely like dead silent. And then you just can like really get the emotion of, 
you know, the aftermath of all of that that's going on. So I have to admit that was a brilliant sequence, by the way. Yeah, that was the- great. Um, but yeah, but um, it is kind of weird because uh, a bunch of prisoners got early release. Um, the main character, Piper, is released. And so it really did feel like it was a season, a series finale at the end. And so I was actually really surprised to hear that they're going to tr- they're going to do one more season. Um, uh, and maybe they're just done with the whole Piper storyline. Um, and then they're just going to focus on the other characters and, and what happens to them. At least I hope, because her storyline was just awful this season. That yeah, no, she, like, she's yeah, she's ahead. been kind of the b- most boring, the weakest link, I think, for a long time with the show. But the thing is, we're we're getting this show because it's based on the the uh, the novel. Well, not the novel, but the the memoirs of uh, the the person who is in the Piper role. Um, so uh, I think she was actually named is her, her name is Piper. Um, and so it's, we're seeing everything supposedly through her eyes. So having her leave the prison is a little weird. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to follow this? Well, she's still tied to Alex. And so I think the whatever happens is, is and as they tell the story, is probably going to revolve around uh, Alex's interactions with the rest of the, uh, the inmates, uh, probably yeah. for the next season. Mm-hmm. It just seemed really odd because, I mean, not only was she released, but she's released thinking of writing this. So it, it's, it's, it really felt like a final beat for the series when they did that. I will say that the, you know, the only uh, thread that I was invested in through, through this particular season in, in a serious way was Tasty. And so, you know, if, if, I, if I have anything to do with next year at all, it's going to be based on, you know, whether I hear they did right by her storyline because right. um, they left her kind of hanging. But um, that's that's pretty much it because the rest of it, uh, I, I just – and the new characters, I, from the most part, can't stand. I was very glad when the two sisters killed themselves because I thought, <laughs> you know, that's two down. Um, wow. But I, they still I have. I know that harsh. Well, they're terrible characters. They really are. I mean, they're all psychopaths, and and I mean, they're not just the the complex characters that we met at the the other prison. These are just hardcore, horrible, awful people. And uh, like the the uh, roommate Piper, um, Badison. I I can't stand her. I abs- I literally cannot stand her. If there had been a, a third to go down on at the end, I would have chosen her. Well, I'm going to say, can we wrap this up? Wrap this up? Okay. Yeah, Allison wants everyone shibbed before the next <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Uh, let's move on. Next up, let's talk about Castle Rock. And uh, Tom, I need you to tell me why you're not watching Castle Rock, because we've been <laughs> raving about it for weeks. What's going on? Because I don't we talked about this the first episode. I, I'm, I'm not subscribing to Hulu. Oh. I have a limit to how many things I subscribe to. So. Okay, fine. Yeah, That's you know. valid. That's oh, valid. yeah. I have to admit, when Star Trek comes back, Hulu is gone. <laughs> you you yeah. switch yeah. them out? I, yeah. I, okay. I, I, I've discovered the joys of the good fight, oh. which is actually quite good. Oh, I can't, I can't get behind that. Uh, all right, so let's start off talking about Castle Rock, and this was episode five, I believe, and we get the uh, demon devil dude, who we still don't know his name, by the way. My subtitles say Shawshank Prisoner, which yeah, is just, so uh, weird to call him that, considering he's been in every episode. We still no, we just call him Skarsgård. Just call him Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> Another Skarsgård. Yes. The only reason One in you the series. Can, you, the only way you can tell that he's a Skarsgård is he's a giant. He's he's like <laughs> six foot eight or so. He's something. He's not quite that tall, but he's still really tall, and he's lanky looking, and he looks enough. He's like the not good looking Skarsgård brother. Uh, oh. He's super creepy looking. Uh, but I mean, he's supposed to be for this role, so it works. Um, but my point is this was the episode where he just basically got to wander around town and cause a family to kill everybody. Like, like at first I was like, oh, he's not going to be creepy. He just wants to see what a family interaction looks like. And, <laughs> oh, and, cute. and then, it was, 
And then I was like, oh, okay, it'll be fine. It's like, oh, and then he looks at the knife, and I was like, he's not going to go murder them. And he sits back down. I was like, oh, he's not going to murder them. And then the father starts losing his mind and picks up the knife and starts murdering people. And I was like, oh. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Wow. What? Um, What did you think happened? No, I was thinking that he was just attracted to violence. And so that's why he was attra- he was he was drawn to that house because he's drawn to chaos and mayhem. No, that family was having a happy birthday. Yeah, they everything were having, was fine. Everything was fine in that house until he came inside of it. And yeah. then, no, he, uh, he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he causes that. That's yeah. I think that's that's his superpower is causing everything to go bad. Right. Um. It's you know I mean anywhere he's at first I thought that it, it required actual physical contact, but he didn't actually need to touch any member of that family. He just had to be in their house with them. Right. And and everything went bad. And of course you know there's the fires going on. Right. He's causing uh, which, the fires too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, and I think so the only. Caused- did he cause the guard then to go crazy oh, and like everybody away? Yeah, when the guard touched him, mm-hmm. when the guard touched him, that made. And then when you find out the warden touched him, that's why the warden killed himself. Yeah, the now warden what? It... Was always careful. He had on gloves. He made sure he never touched him. And then on his last night with him, he took his gloves off and he touched him. Um, but yeah, I think... it does make you kind of wonder why he deliberately did that. Yeah. Because I think he wanted to know if it was true. He was like, my faith was 100% before. He's like, now I'm not sure. But then when you find out that he hasn't aged at all, and you're like, right. whoa. Like, I thought that they grabbed him when he was a little, little boy. Right, uh, me too. But then he was like, you're the same age as you were then. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, he's a vampire! Like his <laughs> brother! Uh, but... Yeah, but then there was a moment where when he's listening to the fires and stuff where he sounds shocked or he looks shocked. And I was like, does he not like I think it was like that moment. It was like he realized that he was causing all that. I was like, wait, did he not know he was causing all that? But then when he he faces the cop in the woods and he's talking to the cop and he was like, you don't know what this is. And I was like, yes, I don't know what this is. (laughs) So, uh, and then it cuts to black. Come on, man. Tell me. Well, I think the issue was that when he was first released, he, I I think maybe as a result of having been down there in that pit that long, he had lost some of his memory. He didn't remember what it was he did. So he was genuinely surprised by the reactions of things. But the more it went on, I think the more he got his memory back, by the time he had the the conversation in the woods with Scott Glenn, um, he he knew exactly who he was and what he was capable of. Okay, yeah, because yeah. his his reactions were weird. But go ahead. Yeah, but then you wonder then why? I mean, if he's actually causing all the the mayhem and chaos, then what does he mean by that he could actually help the mom and her? I don't know. Deteriorating, you know, mental condition. Remember, this is Stephen King. I wouldn't trust that at all. Yeah, it's like my my mind went to a pet cemetery place at that point. It's like no, yeah, it's like, don't do I that. I can help her, and I was like, uh oh, that doesn't sound good. I wouldn't let him do it. I wouldn't let her him because he could fix her memory, but then she could go psychomaniac and start trying to kill mm-hmm. the family. Yeah, because exactly. I was thinking like, help her. Like, is this Green Mile action stuff going on or something? Or is he going to be able to? Because you know, I thought he was feeding. That, that he was drawn to chaos and he was like feeding off of the chaos and that's what was making him stronger. So maybe he can draw chaos out of people or something. No, so- no, he is creating the chaos. The fires happened as soon as he got out of jail. Like right when he got out of jail, the fires happened. And then the pilot like miraculously crashed the plane into it and causing all those people to die. And they were like, so many people are dead from this fire. Like that's not normal that that many people die fighting a fire. Um, yeah. So yes, he's causing all that, and then the dog, uh, the dogs were barking like crazy. They were going insane, and that caused the mom to jump off the bridge. Like, no, that's not a normal thing. None of that was normal. But he wasn't even around for that. Yes, but he's causing. He's not next to the fire either, causing the fire. It's just his presence is causing mm-hmm. all of these things to happen. And I but mean, if he, but if he's even closer to you. He directly affects you. Mm-hmm. Like he has a, I think he has a general atmospheric effect, and then he has a very specific 
effect if he's near you. And I like that finally, maybe Henry believes Molly when she's like, no, you're not understanding what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's that I can sense things like you have a ringing in your ear and you haven't eaten dinner all you haven't eaten all day today. Like that was great. And I wanted more of his reaction to that. But, you know, he had crazy man to deal with first. So <laughs> Priorities. Uh, what else are you guys thinking? Did you that you liked or didn't like or whatever? Uh, that just pretty much covered it. I mean, I'm I'm definitely hooked into this show. Uh, you know, I love I love all the the Stephen King little you know tidbits and references that they throw everywhere, the little Easter eggs um, all over the place. And sometimes you know they'll go by me and I won't even realize until like you know I I watch their their after show thing and it'll be like the, you know the, like there was a thing in the paper that that had been one of the little collected newspaper headings thing about you know a dog going berserk and it didn't even occur to me cuz he was looking at so many things that oh that was a reference to Cujo oh. and yeah it's like all those little things you know just tossed in there are are really very cool to have so i i think i love the attention to detail that they have on the the show and I'm really interested to see where the story is going. Yeah, agree. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys. And Tom, do you want to go first on Killjoys? You know, this episode had me at the title: "What to Expect When You're Expecting Ellipses, an Alien Parasite." <laughs> 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 so it was good. I thought they. They did a good job balancing some of the backstory of Dutch in the in the green or whatever they call it. Uh, yeah, it's in the green. That was correct. In the green and the present day storyline. I'm glad we've gotten rid of sociopath uh, Johnny because that's not my favorite John. No. Plus, Aaron Ashmore plays that really well, and it's kind of it's like he he's played happy go lucky people on all three show, sci fi fantasy <laughs> shows, and then when he does that, it's like okay, dude, you've got range, but you're creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> and I love uh, it was just kind of a fun episode seeing everybody work together as a team. Right. Agreed. Because I think we all said in previous weeks. Having them separated was not fun. I still no. want to know, is Pip infected by one of those yes. spider things? Oh, yeah. He, he still is, yes. In fact, there was a scene where where he's just sitting there, and we can hear the little voices whispering in his head. Okay, yeah. I didn't... Okay. So I, I don't think he's personally aware of it, no, but it's just I, something it's there in the background. Yeah, it is affecting yeah. him. But mm-hmm. he is not aware that it's affecting him. Um, but the spider thingies work for the lady. You gotta remember yeah. that. I kind of figured that just because of, you know, making, boy, those scenes, the, the scenes where the lady is appearing as Klein and yeah. beating the crap out of Dutch, ah. that was disturbing. And, All right. Ugh. I love Klein so much. Get him out of the yeah, We know, we know. <laughs> we need him out of the green. He's dead. I know, but other people, she pulled Dutch completely out of the green as a baby coming from nothing. She can pull Klein out of the green if she wants to. Mm. I need Klein to be pulled out of the green, please. Okay. <laughs> well, especially because we have one more season. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I was this was say. the last season and he was just in the green with the flashbacks and stuff, that's fine. But if we have one more season, I need him out of the green. That's all. We've I'm got saying. sixteen yeah, episodes agreed. left, so anything could happen. Save my Kleiny. <laughs> other other thoughts. Uh, Greg, what do you think of it? Oh, see, you had to call on me. Um, sorry. Well, I, I'm sorry, but it, for me, it was it was yawn fest for this episode. <gasps> Go ahead. Uh, I now just you get did... to be bad cop. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it was just, you know, I, I just kind of wanted the storyline to advance and all of the flashbacks, you know, it's like, do we have to keep doing? It's like, yes, obviously stuff happened in the green. Do we have to, do we have to keep flashing back to what happened in the green? It's like, this is reminding me of an Arrow episode, and it's just making me flashback happening. And and so and then it was like, oh, you know, I thought this, the whole thing of you know saving Johnny was going to be like this Herculean effort. Like, oh, yeah. all we have to do is sever his spinal cord, and now oh, he's fine. That you is know, true. The saving saving uh, Johnny was super simple. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
It was yeah. way too easy. And the aftermath was too easy. It's like, it's like what? He's not going to remember any of that? What? No, he does um, remember. He, 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 said, he remembers parts of it. Yeah, and he parts said he was it. like, how, do I, how many times do I have to apologize to everybody? And he felt really bad. And she was like, no one's going to blame you. And all that. Yeah, but so, that was just too easy. It was. I mean, it was. when, you, when yeah. you shoot your own brother attempting to kill him, you know, there should be a little little bit you know of of residue but the brother knew angst but the brother knew he was gonna do it so he was prepared well that's true too but you know i mean he didn't know that when he shot him yeah, yeah I, but, my... but i like the dutch was like ah it's just a love tap between us now like we do this all the time we always try to kill each other Here, here's my overall problem i'll play a little bit of dead beat downer enjoying greg in this here's my biggest problem with killjoy's post season one i adore season one which were mostly standalones with hints of the bigger arc i didn't i don't like this holland thing overall i just think it's kind of oh we've seen this before so many different times so many different ways the thing that i like about killjoys is is the strong female central lead and the camaraderie of all the supporting cast yes Mm -hmm. and the Hullen thing, uh, I thought they could have done something more interesting with it. In fact, I wish they could have, even though it didn't live beyond season three, and even though it really frustrated me throughout the three seasons, uh, Black, uh, uh, what's the thing that got canceled? Uh, Dark Matter. Oh. I like I Dark they, Matter. I liked yeah. where they seemed to be. It frustrated me because they kept making stupid mistakes, like one, <laughs> for starters, and then what they did with the Asian dude, season three. Yeah. Two is my favorite season of the three. I wish where they seem to be going with their story arc, their big story arc, was seemed much more interesting and organic than where Killjoys is going. And I kind of wish they, had, you know, could have gone the dark matter route with the big arc of somebody's pulling strings to get everybody in a war. Because the whole alien, outside alien race, blah, 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 alien parents. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I just love this cat. So I, I, I agree. All of the supporting characters. All even even Delsea and Hannah John is, came in. Oh, like, she's great. Even Delsea, I like great. Delsea I, I know, a lot. I'm saying I, I could potentially not like her because she's super evil, but I love her. Um, so I like everybody on this show as well. I agree. Like, there's no yeah. dangling characters that I think are terrible. Um, well, I think that that is the show's strength. Is that the characters are so good. It's certainly not the plotting because we're basically watching with the lady the same plot that we saw with Anila, you know, which was the same mm-hmm. plot that we saw before when it was like the um, what do they call the 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 grant the the nine right. was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they just keep shifting who it is we're supposed to consider the big bad, but it's the same story. Yeah, right. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. All right, but we're still watching Killjoys, right? Just, yeah. Just oh yeah. Like, oh. Man, I just, I just <laughs> get, I was like, okay, let's have the baby already. Let's get this over with. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, We Nobles, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.